Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowatz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Senator. Today we're talking about an article entitled, What Kind of Independent Alderman Works with Mayor Emanuel? Oh, Mayor. An alderman with whom you're on a first-name basis, evidently. Yes. You write of your FaceTime right. with 47th Ward Alderman Amea Poar. Your article deals mostly with Poar's part in getting the city council to approve an office of financial analysis which is a body that could give the council a read on mayoral ordinance proposals independent of the mayor. It could. The head of the Office of Financial Analysis will be chosen by a seven-member committee. Here we get into the details, <laughs> which will take that could right out of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. You're doing a great job. <laughs> it's thick here in the weeds now. Bear with me. Yeah, no. The head will be chosen by a seven-member committee mm -hmm. that includes 34th Ward Alderman Kerry Austin, who's chair of the Budget Committee, Mm -hmm. and 14th Ward Alderman Edward Burke, <laughs> chair of the Finance yeah, Committee. Right. Two reformers. <laughs> the other five members of yeah. the committee will be nominated by 8th Ward Alderman Michelle Harris, uh, chair of the Rules Committee. Yeah. <laughs> all are reliable supporters of the right. mayor. Given all that, how independent do you think this office will be? Do I think? I don't think it'll be independent at all. I think it'll be a complete rubber stamp. So what's the point? Excellent question, Dave. The point is to be a working politician in this town, you have to play along with the pretense that <laughs> the fix is not in. That's sort of the theme of my column. I will concede this point that there is the potential, the possibility, remote that it is, that that office could provide some kind of substantive analysis it could be one of those one in a 10 million chances that, you know, sort of like the a Supreme Court nominee that a right winger puts onto the court and then starts ruling on the left as he finds his inner Woody Guthrie. Which Supreme Court justice would that be? <laughs> I've been drinking Clarence a lot of this Thomas. wine lately. <laughs> it's just another example of how reform is co-opted by the anti-reformers. At the very least, the principle, I agree with Alderman Poir, and I won't call him a mayor. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag, sorry. All right. I agree with a mayor that, in principle, we should have such an office. And as I pointed out in the column, all right, well, let's get to work on that South Loop deal, which is a travesty and, you know, a violation of all the principles that the TIF program is supposed to be about. So there you go. There's your first assignment, boys. Go to it. Other than the Office of Financial Analysis, what did you talk about with Alderman Poir? We talked about lots of issues like transportation issues, but I won't bore you with that. Why is that boring? Not to you. To No, it's not boring. It's very exciting. Uh, I'm like, I shouldn't be ashamed of being interested in transportation <laughs> issues. He made a prediction that Mayor Rahm would move to the left in the coming year, whatever the left is, as he prepares for his re-election bid. When you're all the way to the right, there's only one place to go. <laughs> no, you can go further right. <laughs> Let's shut down all the schools. Anyway, I thought that was a pretty interesting thing. No specifics? Oh, no, we didn't discuss. It's just a general move to the left by the mayor in order to convince the voters of Chicago that he really uh, isn't 
uh, Bruce Rauner, a Republican, and he's— To get reelected. Yes, to get reelected. I mean, you got to figure that anybody who voted for Romney in the last election will eagerly vote for Rom since they're basically the same. And they sound the same. Yeah, they, their names sound alike and their policies are the same. So that's, what, 20% of the vote? So now he's got to work on the other. you got to get to 50%. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of those north side liberals. What else did you talk about besides transportation? We spent a lot of time discussing whether he had remained true to his ideas and it's sort of the general philosophical issue of how should an alderman approach the all-powerful mayor. And Amaya was articulating that the way to go about it is to work as closely as you can with the mayor to reach a compromise. My position is that the mayor has no reason to compromise, and so the compromise will largely be a fabrication so I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this issue. We'll leave it on that positive note. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Listeners, we welcome your questions and comments via Facebook and Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowitz. Thanks for listening.